Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back on uh, Coast to Coast, we go to uh, Mafia Brian Sianer to talk to Fight Game. And uh, while I'm at it, I mean, I started saying he's fighting another bum Saturday. Uh, where do they find these guys? Canelo Alvarez against Ryder. Is this supposed to be the annual Cinco de Ferrella fight for Canelo Alvarez? How embarrassing is this fight? Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be. John, I might as well call me Ghost Rider because that's why I might as well be. No one knows who I am. I might as well be a ghost in this fight. Uh, I mean, this guy, you know, he's got some titles. He's The biggest fight he had was Daniel Jacobs. You, know, you aforementioned Daniel Jacobs, who we just talked about, versus Canelo a couple years ago. Before that, the biggest name he fought was Billy Joe Saunders 10 years ago. I mean, this is someone that isn't really on the front of everybody's minds, but, you know, this is uh, what Canelo's going to do. It's, I got to have a fight on Cinco de Mayo, so let's just pick somebody I could beat up to make all the Mexican fans happy and proud, and then uh, maybe we'll get back to Bivol or someone else in September when it really matters. So the big fight is Saturday at The Rock, right? Uh, UFC 288, uh, Sterling and Cejudo, he's back. He is. You know, this guy, the former double champ, the former Olympic gold medal wrestler, uh, you know, gone for three years. And, you know, he can say all he wants. Well, I was really only gone for two because the whole last year I've been training. That's great. You can train all you want. That's not the same as fighting. There is ring rust. There is these things that actually factor in. And he's been training high-level guys. It's not like he's just training with his local, you know, cronies at the gym. You know, he's training guys like John Jones. He's been coaching Devison Figueredo and made him look great. You know, the best that he's looked in a long time. He's worked with, you know, Demetrius Johnson. So there's been plenty of high-level fighters that he's still training with. Still not the same as actually fighting. So now he's fighting Aljamain Sterling, Aljo, the funk master. And he's looking to take his title, looking to recapture the belt that, you know, he hasn't shut up about since he left. I mean, the guy's been out three years, and you would expect that he's been in there the whole time because every time someone fights in those lighter divisions, all he ever talks about is how much better he is and how much he would beat them. Well, now he's finally going to put that, you know, to practice here. We'll see if he actually can. If he is better than these guys, he's older now, 36. Aljo's 33. Both have a wrestling background. Obviously, his is a lot higher, but a black belt BJJ with Sarah is Aljo. Uh, I mean, this guy is a badass. You know, he hasn't lost in eight fights technically. Of course, there was the Jan fight where Jan got DQ'd when he was kicking his ass because of the kick while he was down. So maybe some people would see that as a loss in, you know, in their minds. But it's a tough one. You know, it's tough to pick, too, because since we haven't seen Saludo fight in three years, who knows what he's like? So I don't 
necessarily say go for this and throw the house on it, bet all the money. But the way I'm leading is Aljo because the guy is the champ, the guy is legit, and he's going to have a seven inch reach advantage. So if you're trying to keep somebody away and, you know, keep them from taking you to the ground or keep them from playing the power punches that Sudo has shown, I think seven inches is a good little gap there to have in between the two of you. So I think that works out in his favor. And I think it goes all the way to a decision at minus 150. That's the way both books, uh, the books are shading it for both fighters. Both guys, the top way for them to win is by decision. And you can also throw a little cash splitter majority draw if you want with a tough fight for like this, plus 450. But still, like I said, don't put too much on this because we don't know what we're going to get with Suhudo. Then you have Blah Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. This is a late replacement fight. This was supposed to be. Of course, Oliveira versus, uh, you know, his opponent, Darius. That got yanked. These two guys step up and say, listen, we want to fight each other, and we want to go five rounds. We don't want a three-round fight. Even though this was last minute, you know, probably like only a couple weeks notice, both these guys are like, dude, I want to take this guy all the way to five. So Daniel's like, go for it. So that's what they're going to do. Uh, these are two guys in the top of this division here at welterweight. Muhammad's a guy that, you know, he hasn't lost in eight fights. He has the one no contest against Leon Edwards, where it was the accent, the eye poke. But people keep forgetting about him. So the remember the name nickname he has, he really needs because people keep forgetting about him. He's in the top of this division. He's a guy that I thought could be a challenger years ago. I'm happy to see him finally get there. We'll see if he can get all the way up the top of the hill by beating a guy like Burns who's coming off the win versus Masvidal. I'm taking Muhammad. Burns is a great grappler. He has you know that knockout power, but the staying power of five rounds, I think, is in Muhammad's favor, especially with Burns coming off that fight recently against Masvidal. So I'm taking him plus 110. I think, again, it's a decision because both these guys go the distance and the book is shading it that way. So minus 135, yes, it goes the full way or yes by decision either way that you want to do it. Uh, so that's the way I'm thinking that one. And then, of course, Jessica Andrade versus Zan Zaunan is uh, the third fight on this one. Andrade is a scary chick. I don't want to get in the cage with her. And she's only 5'2". I'm a foot more than a foot taller than her, and I wouldn't mess with her. Minus 200 favorite, I'm taking her because Zaunan is someone that was going to want to stand in trade, and that's a bad thing to do against Andrade. She got knocked out by Carla Espaza, who can barely hurt a fly with her punches, even though she was a strawweight champ. So I'm taking Andrade. I think it goes, uh, it doesn't go the distance. That's one of my best bets. No, plus 100, even money. Does not go the distance. If you're going to go Andrade by KOTKO, you get plus 225. All right, uh, we welcome our radio affiliates, uh, Sirius XM 159, Byline USA. I don't believe for one minute John Jones is retiring. This is all a money play, because if you read further into the quotes, because everyone wants him to fight Pavlovich now after he just beat Blades. Only people he's talking about is Stipe, because he thinks he's old, and then Nagano, because he think, he, as he said, that guy is known worldwide. That would be a huge money payday. He said with Pavlovich, he's like, no one knows this guy. So it's, uh, you know, high risk, low reward. High risk meaning he can get his ass kicked. Low reward meaning the money's not going to be the same because he doesn't have the pull of Stipe or Nagano. So we'll see. You know, if the UFC puts up the cash, he'll still hang around and fight him because he loves the money. Cyborg. Cyborg got a new deal with Belter. What is the deal for Nagano? Where is it? It's not one, right? He didn't do a deal with him. Who did he do the deal with? It's not one. It hasn't been officially announced yet, but Chael Sonnen said that it will be with the PFL. If he ever fights in MMA, he said it's going to be with the PFL. One tried to get ahead of it and be like, oh, well, we decided it wouldn't work, but really, when Nagano came out, kind of threw Ariel Hawani and said, no, that's not it. I already agreed to a decision, and they knew they couldn't, so they tried to make it you know, less embarrassing for themselves. All right, great, Mafia. Thank you. Uh, it's Saturday night at The Rock, UFC 288. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. You got to get the uh, NHL playoffs bet and get deal at BetMGM with the bonus code SGNHL, like Sports Grid NHL, SGNHL. Download the BetMGM app on iOS or Android. Sign up, deposit at least 10 into your account, place a pregame money line wager of at least 10 bucks on the NHL playoff game at standard odds price. You're going to get bonus bets instantaneously. Regardless of the outcome of your wager, the amount of bonus bets depends on what's allowed in your state. Check it out at betmgm.com. You got to get the app to do it, though. I know that much. All right, Carver High tonight. Hockey. Hockey, as we have a pair of game twos in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And in both games, we have the home team coming off a loss uh, in game number one. We will start in toronto uh where the maple leafs lost game one to the panthers came out very sluggish offensively had a bunch of power plays that they could not capitalize on they look to get even tonight minus 210 this is now busted up to it was 185 earlier now minus 210 the panthers plus 170 the total has actually gone up to seven as well so up from six and a half uh, earlier in the day, you can get the goal and a half with Florida at minus 140 uh, now, Scotty. Well, I think the Leafs are going to win the game. I don't want any part of laying two bills. Uh, I don't want any part of, frankly, laying a goal and a half when the Panthers have uh, just been destroying everyone they play. I mean, they destroyed the Boston yeah. Bruins in three straight games. Then they went into Toronto and beat their ass. They beat their ass. They outplayed them, outskated them, outshot them, outhit them, out everything. Draws, you name it. Uh, they are playing fantastic. I don't know how you can give them a goal and a half. Uh, it's just look at the price at a buck sixty. Uh, I don't, you know, all those prices are so awful. I don't trust the Leafs at a goal and a half after what I saw in Game One. Do I think they're going to win tonight? Yes. I don't, I'm just being honest. I want no part of this game. I didn't bet it. I I think the Leafs are going to win tonight. I I think that it's hard. Some of the stuff here, especially with the way that these numbers have moved. There's one thing that I'm 
I'm not laying the goal and a half with Toronto tonight. There's one thing that I'm pretty confident in in this game. Over. I'm probably going to play is uh, going up to seven. I don't know if I want to go there. Six and a half, I probably would have. Flat seven now, I'm not so sure. I think Matthews is scoring tonight. That's my one deal. He was shut out the other night. I think Austin Matthews is getting on the board uh, for Fair the enough. in some capacity. And I'm going to play him to score a goal tonight. I think that that's, well, that's kind of where uh, I want to sit. That's depressing that uh, you, the game is so brutal to bet and the odds are so bad and the prices are so bad at every stretch of this on the table. All the offerings are terrible. That The only way I can really bet the game is to bet on Austin Matthews to score a goal. That's when I know I'm having a bad day. I mean, that's what I got to do here. I got to pick a prop okay. that is going to make me money because you're. I think you're right. I think he will score, but I, I should be able to... Frankly, for the for the average better, I think you should be able to afford a bet. I'm not betting two bills on a team that can't get out of their own way in the playoffs. Look, the the other way I can look at it is I wait for the game to start. Maybe nobody scores in the first five minutes or so, there and I can go. get that thing back down to six and a half, and I'll bet it live. Maybe Florida scores the first goal again. And I'll jump on the Leafs live. You know, I, I think that that's kind of where that's uh, I'm going to be looking to attack tonight uh, in Toronto. In the night game, or the late game, I should say, in Dallas, uh, the Stars will look to even things up with the Kraken. I didn't get to talk to you about this yesterday. How bizarre was that game the other night? You had Seattle scoring three goals in 56 seconds. Pavelski scores four goals. They get this weird overtime winner, the little turnaround shot by Yanni Gord. Uh, and now, uh, Stars tonight might... Oh, another two bills, Scotty. Minus 210 for the Stars tonight against the Kraken, who have played so well, plus 170. And another five and a half total after they smoked that in the first period the other night. Yeah, same thing here. Terrible uh, prices again. I think it goes over five and a half. And I also, I did bet it. I laid the goal and a half at a buck 35. I, you know... Pavelski was incredible. What they need is everybody else to do something. And I guarantee you they're going to have nitrogen in their skates. They're going to skate at a different level, a different speed tonight against Seattle because they got their ass beat too, and they have to respond. Both the Leafs and the Stars have to win tonight, or I honestly believe they're both finished. Going down 0-2 at home. Uh, look, we saw the Devils do it last round little different every series is different but uh, i think that both home teams uh get right tonight uh and find a way to both those other teams are too hot mike they're too good they're too hot to lose a series up 2-0 if they both go up 2-0 they're gonna win and and look even if they both lost tonight seattle and florida they've got guts they could both win their these series uh it would not stun me at all I, i i still like the favorites to win it but I would not be stunned at this point if Florida or Seattle was able to somehow get out of this round and get into the final four. All right, there you go. That's the hockey for tonight. I had the Gerard Gallant also. I'm going to go buy it. All it basically is is uh, the media and the fans want Gerard Gallant fired in New York, Scotty. I'm not saying the Rangers are going to do that. Uh, he was questioning why uh, that would even be said. But... I, I probably wouldn't get rid of Gallant uh, off of losing that first round. He's he's been good for them the last two years. You and I he wears both out his welcome quickly. But he had an over ninety yeah. wins, 
in two years. He went to the Eastern Conference Final. He lost to a great, young, speedy hockey team. They're very good. They lost. It is what it is. They were up 2-0. They blew it. It is what it is. It is not his fault that they lost. I'll tell you, you know, the only guy that manned up and said anything uh, reasonable was Kreider. He's like, I was on the ice yeah. for all four goals, and I get paid a lot of money to not be on the ice when a team scores four goals. It's my fault. Blame me. And you know what? I love that. He stepped up and said, I didn't get it done. Because remember, early in the series, uh, you know, he was scoring goals left and right, and then he disappeared. Kane, now we hear he's injured. Uh, Tarasenko did nothing with the Rangers. What do you have, seven points with the Rangers in the playoffs? Yeah. Okay, it's, it's not the Kane. worst thing I've ever heard. But they got these two Stanley Cup winners in to do a lot more than the seven and six points that they had. I do not blame yep. uh, Gallant for any of it. Now, this will be the second shafting in a row for this guy. He got shafted in Vegas, and he's going to get shafted by the Rangers. And they will rue the day that they fire this guy. Because, you know, they've had a, a, a litany of bad coaches. What, they have Quinn. Mm -hmm. I, now they went to this guy. This guy's so much better than him, it's not even funny. You, you know he's getting fired when he's talking about, they haven't even talked to me, this organization. The minute he said that out of his mouth, I knew he was probably dead meat. You start ripping your boss. You rip Dolan. You rip the ownership of the Rangers. That's when you know you're going to have problems in that meeting when you close that door behind you. There you go. That is the hockey. Uh, let me try to rip through a whole bunch of this stuff uh, before you talk to Adam and Dubsy. Alabama ended up firing that baseball coach, Brad Bohannon, amid the uh, betting probe. Of course, remember last week, Scotty, a couple of the states uh, turned off the college baseball Alabama betting. Is They had the questionable bets with that game against LSU. Uh, today, right. the coach got whacked, chopped. Uh, he is finished, so clearly uh, there was something going on there. The NFL is under investigation amid claims of gender discrimination and harassment. Never good uh, at the NFL home office uh, when they have to deal with that. This lady uh, in New York sure. is insane. I mean, she's after everybody. I mean, she's like, uh, I mean, honestly, uh, she's nuts. Who is uh, she Michael Parsons is going to, Micah Parsons is going to bulk up and move to defensive end full-time. I told Joe yesterday, I think it's a stupid move. That guy is all over the field. He is so valuable to them. Now he's just going to bulk up and play DN. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. 
So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. is our NFL insider on SportsGrid, on Coast to Coast. You see him across the network on many occasions. He's on C2C regularly. Adam, it's time for fifth-year option season. Let's open up a can options exercise. Sign through 24. There's 13 guys uh, that have the 24 exercise. Uh, Let's take a look at all the ones that you have listed. All right, so the reason why we need to talk about this, there's there's some misnomer that, okay, if a player does not get his option exercise, that's it, he's not going to be re-signed. And yes, most of these guys who didn't have it picked up, overall they don't come back, but every once in a while there are guys who come back. So let's first take a look at the guys who are coming back. Joe Burrow, obviously, they're, they're going to try to get his deal done this summer. Jalen Hurts got his deal done. He's, he's the last one, obviously. You got the Mar, the Mar Jackson one as well. So they could work off that. Andrew Thomas, you know what's great about that story? He had a very bad rookie season, okay? He struggled. Second-year breakout. He is their franchise left tackle. Talking to the Giants, they absolutely love him. Tua Tunga Vailo, they rolled his over. Uh, with the Dolphins, Justin Herbert, they rolled his over. Now, Herbert's the one who could probably get that extension. Derek Brown, who's a very good D tackle for the Panthers. If you go through that list there, it's pretty clear. Like, there's no debate. We all know that these players should get it, have that option roll, uh, rolled over. And then, of course, Jordan Love, this week, he got a one-year extension. They, they redid this year's salary, gave him a one-year extension. They did redid the money. But this commitment to get him signed through 2024, we now know that he's going to be their guy this year and next year. We knew it was going to be this year after the Aaron Rodgers trade, but he's, there's no question he's their starter next season, and that, that was big for them. But, again, only 13 guys got it exercised. Now, I want to give you the example of what could happen when a player, for all does not – get the option exercise, but the next year he plays well. Daniel Jones of the Giants. People are up in arms like, oh, they didn't roll his option over. He's not coming back for the next year. Well, what happened was he played well this past season. So the Giants extended his contract. So that, that's an example. If you go through this list here, and look, it's ugly. 19 players uh, did not have the option picked up. 15 were declined. Four had been released. Uh, three were traded. So look, th- these things happen. More often than not, the players don't get it rolled over because it's the cash commitment that's, that's fully guaranteed when you when you roll it over. So they'd rather than the player play out the last year and see what happens. But again, the Daniel Jones example, Scott, is the best example of when a guy plays well, he could still come back even if they don't pick up the option. So uh, obviously uh, Daniel Jones got rich uh, from the Giants and then – uh, I think today I heard uh, the prime minister talking about yeah. that they gave Lawrence a fat deal. And really, all that's left is Saquon Barkley, who they've tagged, and he hasn't done that deal. What's going to happen with him? And what do you know about that Lawrence deal? Yeah, so Dexter Lawrence got his extension. He got a long-term deal. Remember, he was the 17th pick overall in the 2019 draft. This was a, this is pretty much a major priority for them. They made it clear, Joe Shane made it clear publicly and privately that they wanted this done. He's a centerpiece of their defense. 
one of the best D tackles in the league and pretty much right away you got to give Dave Gellman the former GM credit for that one he didn't get a lot right but he got that one right and when you look at it getting Lawrence done now now they turn their attention to Saquon Barkley it's going to be a little bit harder because he's a running back uh, but the, the bottom line is Barkley's been a good story for them and, and by the way another guy it didn't look good prior to last season with the new regime but he did he did well he finished well he stayed relatively healthy he bounced back very well from his torn ACL that's a big deal. The Giants making news here. Dexter Lawrence, by the way, is an absolute superstar. Not enough people talk about him because he's defensive players. He's a defensive tackle, but he's an absolute stud. And this is a priority and give them, give them credit for getting this done. So some of the other ones that got it done were uh, Jedrick Wills of the Browns, Werfs of the Bucks, Judy of yep. the Broncos, Terrell of the Falcons, Lamb Cowboys, Jefferson Vikings, Ayuk Niners, and you already mentioned Love. What about the guys that had their uh, option declined? Now, there are a couple that could wind up getting deals next year. Kenneth Murray did not get his option rolled over. I know some people are kind of surprised by that. It's been a slight disappointment, a former uh, first-round pick, a an inside linebacker for the Chargers. Now, he's a guy, if he plays well, he certainly could, get, he could certainly sign an extension uh, before mid-March when free agency starts. And Patrick Queen, his situation is simple. They extended Roquan Smith's deal last year. They made him one of the highest play, paid inside linebackers in football, so they're not going to extend his contract, Patrick Queens. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire, look, who knew last year, when you look at that that situation, what was going to happen to running back? Remember, he got hurt. They had a seventh-rounder who comes out of nowhere from Rutgers who becomes their starter, and it made, it made the, the Chiefs' decision easy not to pick up that option. But remember, Jarek McKinnon's back, who, did, who was incredible with the 10 touchdowns to finish the last seven games. So he's back at running back. So Clyde Edwards Lair here. Look, he, he never lived up to what they thought he would be. He's had some injuries. But again, some of these guys, if they could play well, like Austin Jackson of the Dolphins, Dolphins have, don't have a very good offensive line. He was the he was the eighteenth pick overall in the twenty twenty draft. If he plays well, it's not out of the question they bring him back and re-sign him next year. But again, there are some tr- some times when these guys get re-signed. And also Chase Young, by the way. Chase Young, the second pick overall in twenty twenty. You can't blame Washington for making that pick. Much was expected out of him. Then he had that torn ACL from two years ago, and he clearly has never been the same. Wow. So, uh, you know, I know they didn't pick it up, and I was surprised. So essentially what they're saying is that, and you said it, he's never been the same since the ACL. Are you in the corner that believes that he'll never really amount to anything anymore in the NFL because of that knee or that he'll – find some sort of uh, new life with another franchise and be a really good player again because he was a dangerous, scary player coming into the league, and now all of a sudden he doesn't matter at all? Yeah, and actually he started off well, but then the, really right before the injury, if you remember a couple of years ago, their, uh, their defensive line, they had four former first-rounders. Uh, they, they just were not playing up to the level they thought other than Jonathan Allen who got his contract extended. Yeah, Young played better later in the season, but he he needs another – he needs another year of development. You, you know this because of ACL injuries, no matter what sport you follow. Sometimes it takes two years to get back, and his was pretty bad, and, and he's not quite back. But, look, if you look at that list, Mackay Becton, right? Mackay Becton. He's missed more games than he's played for the Jets. Now, they didn't draft his replacement. We talked about this before the draft, that that might happen. But remember, with the, with the Rodgers trade, they moved two spots back, and your Steelers beat them at 14 overall to get the left tackle from Georgia. So that kind of killed that plan. But again, if these guys could just get themselves together, some of these guys might be able to be re-signed by mid-March. 
All right, let's talk about uh, post-draft future odds now. Yeah, and speaking of Rodgers, I love this one. So just doing a little, little homework here. If you would have taken the Jets to win the AFC East before the Rodgers information came out and, and uh, Derek Carr stuff, which I put out and others did, they were plus 1,800 to win the AFC East. Now they're just plus 225, and the Bills are, are just plus 135. So they're no longer a bargain. But the bottom line is they still have better odds than the Bills do because with Rodgers there, they're a much better football team. The Jets, the only questions they really have are on the offensive line. They have a couple issues, but not very many. They got McDermott back their center last week, right before the draft. That was big. But they've got a very good roster. And the question is, at 39 years old, can Rodgers finish the season healthy? That certainly is a concern. All right. So, uh, and, and the Packers without him have gone to hell in a bucket. Yeah, and, and how about this? They're picked to finish in last in the NFC North. They're plus 400 to win the NFC North. And look, now Jordan Love, I'm a little bit more optimistic talking to the Packers about him. They, they love the, his offseason last year. They thought the light went on. And remember, they run an old-school West Coast offense in Green Bay. It's not an easy offense to learn. It's much different than the offense that he had in Nevada. And he's had to learn uh, this in over a three-year period, and he's absolutely ready to go. Game that redid his deal. They are very bullish on him for the future. And remember now, they drafted two tight ends to help him. They had also a receiver in the draft. So all systems go here for Jordan Love. I'm expecting a breakout season for him. And his first full, season as, first full season as a starter because I'm telling you, they've helped him. Their offensive line's not bad. David Bakhtiari should be fully over his, his, his knee problems. And I'm expecting a big year for Jordan Love. Well, easier said than done. I think that we have to see it. Uh, to believe it, I don't care what he does in the offseason. He's never played. He's been in uh, Packer prison playing uh, behind this prima donna uh, who they've uh, lifted uh, earth for. And then they finally got rid of him. And now they're now they're giving this guy the, the you know, castle. And let's see if he's man enough to be the king of the kingdom. I mean, because I have to see him play. I, you know, all this talk about offseason, weight room. He's He's learned the offense. He's been studying. That's all nonsense to me. I want to see him play when it matters most. And that's why Vegas thinks they're last place because they don't believe it either. Uh, odds to win their division. Uh, who do you got here in the a few of the choices you have loaded up? Yeah, the, the strongest ones now are the Niners minus 175 to win the a NFC West. They're the strongest in the National Football League to win their division. So Vegas obviously think they're going to go deep probably to the Super Bowl. The Jaguars, yes, the Jaguars and the Chiefs at minus 160. When you look at the Jaguars, Pharrell, they're clearly, they, they're like second, third, and fourth at division don't matter. The Jag, look, this is incredible. When you, you and I talked last spring. It didn't look very good. They had a very young roster, a lot of development to make, but they had an incredible increase in wins. Just a, what, what, what a story they had. And what Trevor Lawrence did after his first rookie season there, which was a struggle, to break out with Doug Peterson. And don't forget how they came back in the playoffs against the Chargers, Pharrell. One of the best comeback wins in NFL history. It's just remarkable. Sky's the limit for this team, and they need a little bit of help on defense, but they're an absolute lock to win that division in the AFC South. I would agree with Adam that. Adam told me before he came on today that uh, he's just excited that they're building the new Bills Stadium, and he can't wait to go to a Super Bowl in Buffalo in the coming years. <laughs> Yeah, that would be fun. They're, they'll, they'll be good. It'll be a nightmare. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's great to hook up with Dubsy, Dubs Anderson. Uh, you see him on In Game Live, weeknights on the grid, uh, and he's back on C to C. We're going to talk about the run for the roses and uh, stuff going on in the pitch with the Champions League semis going on, and other news as well from soccer that's delicious. Why don't we start with the ponies? All right, listen. Uh, there's several things to talk about here. First of all. Uh, Four horses dead the week of the uh, of the Kentucky Derby. Christ Almighty, what is happening at Churchill Downs? Yeah, I, I mean we see it pretty often in uh, in thoroughbred uh, horse racing, but it, it's not a good look for the sport, especially in the biggest week in the lead up to the Kentucky Derby. There is a couple they're still looking into what's going on, on that side of things, but I really can't share too much on that side, Scotty. It's but uh, again. Not a good look coming into the Derby on Saturday and the Big Oaks there on Friday. I know Safi Joseph, he had a couple of runners that have gone down, but they'll do their blood works, try and figure it out. But unfortunately, um, you know, we see it a little too often. I know Santa Anita had a bad run not too long ago. They fixed it up in terms of the safety out there on course. But I really don't know what to make of, uh, of what we've seen the last week over there at Churchill. Not good. Uh, so by I'm hearing this as well by order of the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, all of Safi Joseph's horses have been ordered scratched, including Lord Miles from the Kentucky Derby, and Mandarin Hero is now in. Uh, do you know anything about this controversy? Well, that, that's a big one. I mentioned uh, Safi Joseph had a couple of runners that went down there. So obviously they're, they're taking a full inquiry. That must have just broken, Scotty, because the big news we got earlier today was Cyclone Mischief drawing in for Tim Yachtin's runner, uh, Practical Move, which was a really big chance coming into this thing. So a couple of late day changes. This is why we have 
the also eligibles because this actually happens you know pretty often a couple of days out prior to race day but with Safi Joseph there's there's obviously something going on there with uh, what we've seen recently so not good it does change the uh, the whole mix up of the race the pace scenario as well and as we saw last year Rich Strike drew in late to that one and got it done from 80 to 1 so any horse going into the gates there on Saturday there's 20 of them has an absolute chance of winning this race a heavy favorite, basically, for this race. Is that about right? But I've seen a lot of money on on Angel of Empire. I've seen uh, a lot of money on other uh, shot. Tap it, Trice is another one that's getting a lot of action, right? Uh, Two Fills has been getting a lot of action. Uh, are there some long shots that you're interested in at all, or has this already been decided with this great horse that's running? No, it's never been decided. I mean, we look at the past 10 years, six of the 10 have been favorites that won it, but there's a, there's going to be a lot of bias, you know, from the betters going to the window saying, well, Rich Strike won it last year at 80 to 1. Let's go deep dive and, you know, hunting for a big number. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Forte is a strong favorite up top. I mean, was a champion for the two-year-old season, takes out the Breeders' Cup, returns as a three-year-old, and now the betters are starting to say, well, I'm not that impressed. That last outing at the Florida Derby, that ticked the final uh, box for me. Showed that ability to come off the pace. And you'll hear the big theme coming into Saturday. It's a battle of Todd Pletcher going against Brad Cox. Pletcher, he has had a couple of wins here at the Derby prior. Brad Cox, obviously, uh, back there in 2021 via disqualification. But these two other super trainers, Todd Pletcher behind Forte, goes off 3-1 to the morning line. If you can get 3-1 to on Saturday, I think that's a decent number and should be the one to beat. You know, we look at the gates you want to be coming from, the 5-10, the 15 post. Forte draws from that 15 spot. There's not a lot of speed in this one, and that's what happened last year. We got a lot of early speed. And when these horses try and get out there, they're trying to battle each other on the front end. Coming down the stretch in front of 150,000 fans, it opens it up for that bomb who's got that closing ability. For me, Scotty, I like two fills. That is my top selection. What I do like about two fills, last out was on the all-weather surface at the Jeff Ruby. You look early in, in the career, has had a win here at Churchill Downs. Happy returns for two fills. And if we get a bit of bad weather, keep an eye on confidence game at a number last out in the rebel stakes on the off track which is you know we get a bit of you know going in the slop on saturday where it does look like there could be uh, some rain on the forecast confidence game has that ability do it on the outside do it on do it on the inside can come from off the pace and has got a bit of early uh, turn of foot there as well so confidence game if we get a bit better you know bad weather could be there at a number for us so last uh, but not least on the issue of uh the run for the roses uh, Bob Baffert, everybody's favorite playboy uh, at Churchill Downs and every other Triple Crown race. He's the only thing that they ever show. Uh, he's the only one they ever talk about. Uh, he's like transferring his horses to Yachtine or some other barn because he's still at war with these people at Churchill Downs in courts and everything else. They hate each other now. Yeah, unfortunately for Bob Baffert, he's, uh, he's on the sidelines again this year. And it was a big storyline last year. I feel like it's been pretty quiet in the lead up. And that means that uh, for any three-year-olds that Bob has who are trying to run in the Derby or qualify, they've had to uh, sort of, you know, go to different barns so they can try and pick up some of those points. And, you know, one of them has ended up with Tim Yachtine, who was the trainer behind Practical Move, who has been a late scratch as of today. So Tim Yachtine will still have the seven in reincarnate 50 to one on the morning line 
was previously there uh, with Bob Baffert. So not good to see, uh, you know, Bob missing in action, but uh, I'm sure they'll figure that out as well. And he'll be back next year because Bob Baffert has been one of the most successful trainers we've seen at Churchill Downs over the last couple of decades. And uh, he will be missed, but the seven reincarnates certainly worth keeping an eye on. And for Tim Yakteen, one of the good guys from out here on the West Coast, unfortunate to see that he's run a practical move, will not be going into the gates there on Saturday. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's shift to the pitch. I want to start with the nonsense first before we get into the champion semis next week. Uh, I saw today that uh, they're talking about giving Messi $400 million a year. I want to know where I sign up for that deal. And can you even believe that they suspended him for two weeks? We call that yacht season, Carver High and I. When you get suspended and you have the money he's got, he goes straight to the... Uh, French Riviera in that yacht of his. Yeah, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, I mean, you look at these players, Scotty, and you're like, you know, at what point is it just, you know, dollars on dollars? But uh, it looks like he's trying to go over to the Middle East, chase Cristiano Ronaldo for a massive sum of money. Will not be sticking around with PSG. And if you saw earlier today, the fans have rocked up to Neymar's house as well. They're outside the compound. They're saying, get him out, get him out. So, it's going to look a lot different there at PSG. They have failed to fire, but I mean, that money over there in the Middle East, 200 million, 300 million, why would you not go there for a bit of a final swan song? You're not playing the toughest, uh, you know, of football, of soccer. So for, uh, for Messi, yeah, cop the suspension, but I think he's looking ahead to those big dollars. Well, is like Ronaldo, is he quitting in Saudi Arabia or is he going to stay, lure him there and keep getting that money? No, nah, you're going gonna to stay and get that cheddar. You're going to stay and get that cheddar. Get paid. I mean, we'd be doing it, Scotty. We'd, we'd just be going up and down the pitch. I wouldn't be training. I'd be hitting the clubs, the beach parties, the pool parties, show up on Saturday. I give you 70 minutes. I'm not giving you 90 minutes. Get my paycheck and say see you later because that's where they are. You know, Messi's only got one, two more seasons at the very top of uh, international football. So I'd certainly be uh, entertaining it. He's won everything else, Scotty. What's uh, what's the, the motivation for him to stick around? Well, there's no doubt about that. Uh, why uh, they've turned, I saw that they went to Neymar's pad. Uh, they want him gone too? The fans have turned on him? <laughs> it seems it. Yeah, uh, PSG, they've, uh, they've got a wild scenario on their hands. And look, for, for Neymar, he has gone through his injuries. He has been spectacular when he has been healthy uh, out there on the pitch for him. But I guess a little frustration building up. They are no longer in the Champions League, which is the big one. I mean, for these big clubs, that's what you want to be contending for, the Champions League trophy, your domestic league. And if they can't do that, why are they paying hundreds on top of hundreds of millions of dollars? It's not good enough. You take a look at the English Premier League as well. I mean, some chaos going there. Arsenal have led the whole way. Now, Man City, Erling Haaland, they're up top uh, trying to pip them at the post here with three weeks to go. But as you mentioned, Champions League coming up next week, Scotty, and Man City squaring off with Real Madrid, two heavyweights in the game. Real Madrid have dominated the Champions League since day dot. For Man City, this is the big one that's eluded them. For Erling Haaland, continues to shatter records there for Man City. I think they're going to be a problem, and I think they may finally set it up where they can have really got shot at taking this thing down. So if they win it and then they get the FA and they and they get the Premier, they get the treble, and this guy, Haaland, is an absolute freak. Watching this yeah, guy is. play is just insanity. 
Yeah, I mean, what, what is he? Uh, I, I, I don't have the age off the top of my head, but he's come across and there, there were hesitations at the start of the season. His game won't translate to the Premier League. Well, he just shattered a 22-year-old record in the single-season goal-scoring mark. 34 goals were set by Andy Cole and Alan Shearer. He comes in first season and says, yeah, see you later. For Man City, Kevin De Bruyne is a bit of an injury concern for Pep Guardiola. He will need De Bruyne out there on the pitch because Real Madrid have got so much experience. As good as Haaland is, it's you know, there's different levels to this thing. They're going to need Kevin De Bruyne out there and firing as well if they want to take out Real Madrid, which will be over there at the Bernabeu to start the first league. They will play home and away, and that's going to be a big challenge for them. Try and split points. Don't get towed up. Take it back to Man City, and you can uh, you can try and pounce on them. So I asked uh, Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News, who loves soccer as much as you do, the other day, if he would ever want to live in Italy for a season to watch... What we're seeing right now is crazy that Inter and Milan are both, is that right? That They're both in the semi playing against each other. Two Italian powers. I asked him what it would be like to live in Italy for a year and just cover these teams and the Italian league. It's just crazy how good they are. Yeah, it is. And I mean, uh, this shows how strong the domestic competition is with the two of them squaring off next week. Milan taking on Inter over there at San Siro. What a place this would be to live, Scotty. But the book sees it as a very uh, even matchup. Plus 175, both sides of the board there. Home and away. I mean, we talk about some of the crazy fans over there in Paris giving it to Messi and Neymar. Well, in Italy, soccer, it's the be-all and end-all. And Milan and Inter, they're coming in with a lot of form. I don't know. AC Milan, they've won it, what, uh, seven times the Champions League, most recently back there in 2007. I would lean towards the winner of Man City and Real Madrid taking down the thing, but how could you know? You're trying to stack these teams up who haven't played a lot of each other on the Italian side over there against Man City. I don't know. Man City for me, Scotty, that's who I think finally figure it out and take down the Champions League. It could be a changing of the guard. Real Madrid, an older team, they've dominated the Champions League the last 10 or so years. Man City. It's now or never. That that team, it is absolutely stacked. Where's the first game uh, between City and and Madrid? And and where's the uh, like first game in Inter and Milan? You told me where it was, but who's the home team there in the first game? Yes. Yeah, so- yeah, so San Siro, that'll be a home game for uh, AC Milan. And for Man City taking on Real Madrid, it'll be at the Bernabeu home game there for Real Madrid, which is, for, which for is Madrid. a fortress for them. Yeah, but you know what? I, I think if Man City can go in there, try and park the bus, just play for the draw, go down a goal, I feel like we often see Real Madrid playing their home game in that second leg, which is a massive boost in front of your home fans. You know the kind of result you have to go out there and achieve. For Man City, I think this actually helps their cause go away in the first leg, bring it home in the second, put up a couple of goals, and that should be enough to get them through. Okay, hopefully I won't see, or you, those PSG fans outside our homes anytime soon. They look crazy, Scotty. those fans. I don't want part of them. All right, Dobbsy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and... Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. For all the finish time, thanks for the title. The Bucks just fired Mike Budenholzer in Milwaukee. Jalen Carter and the Eagles, a four-year rookie deal, $21.8 million, fully guaranteed. The Bengals signed quarterback Trevor Simeon, whatever. Jets signed wide receiver washed Randall Cobb. Rory said he needed a rest after missing the cut at the Masters. I don't know if he's doing anything in Charlotte today either. The next match is going to feature Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey against Curry and Thompson on June 29th. I wonder if um, Mahomes' brother, who just got out of jail, will be caddying at the match. No, probably not. Lee Westwood, Ian Polder, and Sergio Garcia forced to resign from the Euro Tour. Hunter Dickinson transferring to Kansas. Ronaldo tops the list of highest-paid athletes for 23. Messi, Mbappe, LeBron, and Canelo round out the top five. Conor McGregor calling out Roman Reigns. You know McGregor is going to end up on the WWE, right? Messi will leave PSG at the end of the season, as we talked about. Erling Holland, the premier record, 35 goals. And a woman indicted for selling stolen body parts for 11 grand to a man she met on Facebook. Nothing like selling body parts. Serena Williams announces she's pregnant with her second child. Washington State teen rolls to prom in a World War II army tank. <laughs> I mean, your boy rolls up to pick up his date in an army tank from World War II. Strong effort, kid. College baseball player in Texas shot during a game. We told you about Ohio halting betting on Alabama baseball after suspicious activity. Hollywood writers on strike for the first time in 15 years. Goodbye to your late night shows. Fisherman remains found inside two crocodiles. They're nastier than alligators. GTD is next. Go to PharrellOnABench.com for all your lifestyle needs. I'll see you tomorrow on Coast to Coast at 3. Enjoy the playoff games tonight. So long, everybody. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. 
you're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.